man. It's been hiatus, though. So sorry. <laughs> I think we should definitely address. Uh, where have we been? I think, so the way last season ended, though, it ended really good. It's just, we had a lot going on. We was yeah. moving. Low-key, we owe y'all one more episode. Yeah, we was moving. Um, oh, my gosh. That was a thing in itself by itself. And also the weddings. Yeah. So for those of you who are retuning in, welcome back to the show. Um, and we definitely were like, we got to talk about where have we been? Um, because we actually planned on not having a hiatus this after that, after last season. That was mm-hmm. the goal. Um, however, one, we told y'all we was moving like hella times. <laughs> um, and that has obviously happened at this point. So uh, we were packing up to move, which meant all this stuff had to go away. And then moving here, we moved on a Monday. Yeah. And literally we were out of town Friday. Um, My college roommate got married. Um, We had a baby shower at home with our family. Um, So we were literally gone for like 10 days immediately after moving. So we never even set up uh, a new space to try to start recording um, and then we <laughs> moved, we went out of town. We got back literally at the beginning <laughs> of September. Literally, yeah. Yeah. So we were gone from like August 14th. That was the day we moved here. So August 18th, we have been, we were out of town until the beginning of September. We get here and then it's like all hands on unpacking and all that kind of stuff like that. Why? Because we got a baby on the way. I am still very much pregnant, though. I, some people probably thought, I wonder if she had the you baby. You had the baby by now. <laughs> yeah, no. I'm still very much pregnant, but that also meant that we were trying to get the house together for uh, baby prep. Yeah. Baby showers. We had another baby shower here in Atlanta this weekend. Um, you know, people coming in town to help us with the baby, all that kind of stuff like that. We've been just in prep mode. Um, but... We said our, we needed to start shooting. We started recording because we want to make sure that we can get enough content done collectively, obviously, before baby boy does arrive because time is drawing not. Yeah, it is. What was your, what was your thoughts on last season? Um, I think last season was dope. Uh, I think we shared a lot. Um, it was very transparent, very vulnerable. Um, and we kind of just talked more uh, went more in depth into our story i think there's a lot of people that have been listening that didn't know us now know us um and those who do know us but didn't get to hear like certain perspectives of things that we've encountered Mm -hmm. um in our life or in life with them if they know us and stuff like that where we were able to kind of really fully elaborate on um just our thoughts and the things that we've learned i think one of my favorite parts about our show in general is life lessons and like what have right. we learned we're not old obviously but mm-hmm. you know what have we learned as we have continued to progress on and continue to uh, maneuver through life and continue to go through different phases of life and being able to be honest and transparent to share those things with people so that they can feel like one I'm not the only one that feels this way or two learning from our mistakes learning mm-hmm. from our lessons um, and being able to say it all makes sense you know what I mean um, and us even being able to make sense of our life. <laughs> Literally, I think, yeah, last season we talked a lot about um, our story, like more in depth. Like you said, I think a lot of people got to know us. Yeah. Um, knew about our, our business story because mm-hmm. we, you know what I'm saying, that network marketing episode was really, really big. Yeah. And really receptive, honestly, because we, we was 
deciding when to even do that episode. So I, we had planned on never. Yeah, we 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 didn't know when to actually um unpack that that whole story, but and I feel like we're still unpacking it as we unpack that piece. Yeah, I mean that's why you know today I guess we talk about you know career pivoting mm-hmm. and you know just from here on out like what what does life look like for any millennial out here that is looking to like pivot into another career or they already are into a career mm-hmm. um what does that look like for their future so i guess it's time to talk about that well let's talk about it let's talk about it what's going on everybody with your host malcolm and Brittany garrison and you're listening to let's talk about it Let's Talk About It is a space where we unpack life's transitions and their effects on millennials. As entrepreneurs and millennial parents, we've navigated a lot of life transitions. And we're here to share those experiences with you while challenging perspectives and engaging in open dialogue. Y'all ready? Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. Um, I think I want to start with asking you a question. Okay. Um, because I feel like as millennials, we've talked about, I think, probably a couple of seasons ago, but... You asked me why millennials were so quick to like jump to, from thing to thing, and um, why aren't we con? Why are we constantly looking for something different? What do you think makes it both easy and difficult to pivot? Because I feel like we've been in both a easy transition season, um, but we've also been in a place where it feels like there's no way I can let this one thing go. Um, so, what do you feel like makes it easy to change? Um, and what do you think makes it difficult to change? Um, I think I think the answer is in the question. <laughs> uh, what makes it kind of easy to change is because whenever you want something different, you get, you got to make a change. And, yeah. that, and that makes it easy to make a decision. But what makes it hard is that it is change and it's very mm-hmm. uncomfortable. And, you know, I've, I've talked to friends um, right now that may have just turned 30 or they're about to. Mm-hmm. And they're experiencing like, yo, I've been doing this one thing for maybe 10 years mm-hmm. in their twenties. And now that they're, they're trying to, they're trying to make a decision. Like, do I want to continue doing this? Right. You know, and we had this kind of realization ourselves, like in our twenties, it was all network marketing for, for the most part, Literally. you know, and obviously some, some professional um, jobs and stuff like that. But f- for, for our goals, it was more so network marketing. And mm-hmm. then now shifting into a new decade, you start to have all these different feelings that come up. It's like, okay, what I've been doing for the last maybe 10 years, maybe 15 years, is that what I want to continue doing? And a lot of times it's not. And it's crazy because <laughs> it's like thinking, it's like thinking outside of the box of who you've been all this time. Feeling right. weird as Jack's of like, how can I not do this? Or what else? What is it good for? Right. You got to think about you. You've taken all that time to build your identity in something. In something, yeah. And it's like we feel like it's a changing of identity, mm-hmm. even though it's not really changing your identity. It's just changing what you do to make you either a living or just what what makes you happy. Yeah. And, um, you know, like talking to friends and just myself in general, like, okay, I know I've been doing whatever I've been doing for the last 10 years. Now, what does this new journey look like? Because it's scary now. Because a lot of times you're starting at the bottom. Big bottom. You know what I'm saying? So that new 10 years is a whole, it seems longer now. Because you're thinking like, okay, I'm starting at the very bottom of something. And now I got to get good at something again. I got to, I got to build my resume. Mm -hmm. I got to, you know, if you want to build a business. Now I'm starting a new business. That's even more uh, things that can come up and, and it makes it uncomfortable. So, it makes it hard because it's it's that very thing. Like I said, it's being uncomfortable 
and not, you know, walking away from what you've known for so long is so, so hard. But I think it's very, very necessary um, if you're trying to grow. I think so, too. I think what makes it easy for us is that, well, let me not say easy. I think the ease in it is typically because something else isn't working. And it's like, it's like, well, if it ain't working, then let me go find something else to do. Um, but I think what makes it difficult is the attachment to um, identity and realizing that typically even growing up, like we're taught kind of like, what do you, the first question they start asking kids is what do you want to be when you grow up? And so you start to attach yourself to this thing that I want to be. Mm -hmm. And because that's what I am, that's who I am. And it's hard to break away. I think that's where like when you turn 30, I don't know what it is about 30, bro. I can only imagine (laughs) what we're going to be saying when we turn 40. Um, (laughs) But like, it's like when you, when I turn 30, it's starting to identify why I want what I want or what do I want or what are the things that make me tick or why have I been so wrapped up and entangled in something where it feels like I cannot move away. And it's been really interesting for me to like unpack to myself and to Mm -hmm. you obviously and now on the show, (laughs) but to unpack the reasons why I have made and making or considering certain, uh, certain everything like why mm-hmm. do I make these decisions or what makes this a good move for me or um because I remember we had a show last season where I was just like I'm content with just being your wife right now being my children's mother and I was perfectly fine with that and because I mean that is a job it is a huge thing um but I think it's always it always boils down to perception of other people and our desire to know what people think of us so bad Mm-hmm. that it's hard to even consider what does it look like when I'm starting. Right. Like if you know me as this and you've known me for this, I don't want to be seen doing something else. Or like even in network marketing, like when we were in network marketing, like and somebody would transition from like another company and they would come to our company, the biggest issue that they felt like they would have is I don't want people like I was just talking to one of my homegirls yesterday. She used to be in like a pet company mm-hmm. and from a pet company to Forex was really, really random. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's like, but the people that I've already talked to that I would want to get involved in my new business, they know me as this person that sells products for pets. Right. And so I think for, for me, I've realized one of the biggest blockages and hindrances for me has literally been the perception of people like what are people going to think when they know that I've transitioned to this or are mm. they going to think I'm I'm riding a coattail I, and those are the things that really go through your head or am I disappointing people because they had other expectations or desires or wish that I was doing something alongside yeah. them okay. you know what I mean if, I think those are the things that I've had to personally like really start to um, unravel unpack and attack for myself to be like, what, what are the things that are really making you be hesitant toward a decision Mm -hmm. or make a decision, you know? And I think that's tough. No, it is. I I think most people aren't that self-aware too either. You know what I'm saying? It gotta be the hormones. (laughs) Maybe, (laughs) maybe uh, to, to know like, why, why am I scared to start something new? And and that's a lot of the question that you got to ask. But like, is it is it being scared of starting something? May new? not be because I feel like it's typically being scared seen. Yeah, either way, it's fear. It's fear based. You know, either way, it's fear based. And and it, starting something new, it could either be because it's new, or it could be because you don't want to be seen doing something new, or it could be just 
the fear of unknown. Like, mm-hmm. am I even going to be successful in this field? True. You know I what mean, I'm saying? I, I've made my name. I made my success in one in one uh, industry, mm-hmm. especially if you're changing another industry. Yeah. Changing to a whole nother industry. That's that's a whole nother um, set of things that you got to work through. So you got to become a student again. Most yeah. people don't want to become students again. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, with the transition I've made, thankfully, there was training ground in a sense. Familiarity. You know, familiarity to that but this is a whole new journey for me you know trying to uh when i'm trying like becoming a professional trader and, and even getting licensed mm-hmm. as a trader is a whole nother journey because um a lot of this is performance based you know what i'm saying income is performance based too mm-hmm. um even though i'm used to that in a sense you, you're never used to uh you're never used to uh, outside pressures Mm-hmm. You're never used to uh, anything that happens in my life could could affect my performance as far as in the market. Mm-hmm. And all these things are new for me. And it wasn't a hard transition to make the decision of this is what I want my 30s to look like. But I've seen so many people struggle in that. Like, OK, what is this about to look like for me? And, mm-hmm. you know, it it, it, boils down, it boils down to like, what do you want? Exactly. You yeah. know what I'm saying? What's the, what's the exact goals that people have set out mm-hmm. and what they're currently doing? If that's not going to get you there, let's think of the actors right now. Oh, my gosh. My heart and if my you, prayers definitely go out to uh, all my friends and colleagues. Yeah, we got and, friends in the entertainment in the industry. Entertainment industry um, because, you know, you're like literally in La La Land. I was talking to one of my homegirls last week and I was like, it's like it's one thing to talk about the job market and how people are getting laid off left and right. Right. Mm -hmm. And I said, but for y'all, you don't even know when this is going to be over to go get a new job if you wanted to. Right. Because if, if I get laid off from Google, if I get Mm -hmm. laid off from Facebook, if I get laid off from Twitter, I can go look at Microsoft. I can go look at IBM. I can Mm -hmm. go look at all these other companies to go do something else. I was like, but y'all are in a position where it's like, until this is over, you can't even go shop around your resume. You can't go do any more auditions. You can't do anything. You literally have to wait. And I was like, like, that's, that's crazy because obviously people are talking about layoffs, but they're not talking about like the, like that is a full unknown, like land. Yeah. Literally. I'm not, I don't even understand how some people are like living, you know what I'm saying? Because well, their objective from what I've been, I've heard from some of my friends is like, they want it to get that bad so that you let the strike go. It was like, you going to starve or you going to starve. And when you start starving, then y'all going to let this go. I hope that's not, you know, their real motive, you know, but that's some of the stuff I've been hearing around people. Like that's, that's how far they're willing to go. And, um, you know, I think for people in the entertainment world and especially from an entrepreneurship standpoint, and I I talked to you about this yesterday um, and I was talking to a friend about it is like, there's something that I want to discuss, right? That feels demoralizing. Why does it feel demoralizing to go back to work? Corporately. Oh yeah. When things change, when your circumstance changes as a entrepreneur, and I think there's more entrepreneurs now talking about going back to work or you need to go get a, get a job. But it's like there's a feeling of like I can't do that or can't be seen in that realm. Mm-hmm. And 
only reason I feel like I want to talk about it is because we did our network marketing episode. We talked about the transition. We talked about things changing, but I don't think a lot of people in that industry and in multiple industries in entrepreneurship are willing to talk about what has to be done during a transition period in your business, right? We're not talking about looking for jobs again because Mm -hmm. it's as if that is a dirty word Mm -hmm. because one, some entrepreneurs, they just go so hard on jobs that it's like, I can't even be seen getting a job (laughs) because I talked so much trash about it. Or I said, I retired or I threw this party and I I did all this stuff. Y'all, I threw threw my retirement party. I told, but I told you then, like I didn't retire. (laughs) But it was, it was the, that was my mindset is like, if you don't have a job, you retired. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? But it's like in that moment, I remember, <clears throat> um, and just being transparent because I feel like it's so hard to be truthful, but it's like, isn't it more noble to know that I was willing to do whatever it took mm. in my transition period, um, you know, to take care of my family that people are willing to do that. But it's like, we look at it like it's so terrible and I couldn't be seen doing that. Right. Like, what is that? Um, most people care too much about what people think. Like for me, I don't give a damn. Mark said he'd be bagging groceries if he had to. Literally, um, I mean, we was we was applying for jobs left and right. No, that's like, nice. let's, we can we get into it because there is this. Um, I don't know if it's a fear, but more so like this ego. It's ego for one. Let's, let's say what it is. It's ego that entrepreneurs feel like they shouldn't have to go back to work if they should be going back to work. Yeah. And it's this feeling of, well, I already told them, I already told the world that you ain't tell the world. The world doesn't know you. So you know <laughs> what I'm saying? <laughs> it's okay. If you do have to go back and get a job and, and stabilize yourself, because that's what a job can do. It can stabilize your life, especially if you've got other aspirations and goals. Right. It's just another investor to help you do it. And sometimes we lose sight of what it really means. Because or what got us to what where we were going. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Based like, off of that. If you, if you start thinking about the process, like what was your actual process to get be able to get free? Yeah. It, it started at probably a job. It mm-hmm. probably started where you had to clock in something or, or, or be on somebody's time. But it, it was it's difficult for a lot of people, especially in the network marketing industry. Oh, man. Oh my God. People it's, can lose houses before they go and get a job, which is crazy. And that's what I want to explore where it's like, yo, what is so bad about, like you saying, stabilizing yourself or, or shifting to a point where you can get back in a position. And it's just the thought of how, who, what will people think of me mm-hmm. if they knew that I, and I think a lot of that comes from like in, in the network marketing space um, from a, if you're a leader per se, um, and this is definitely not a part three network marketing. No, not, but, at all. not um, at all. When you're considered a leader or a person of influence, a person that people follow, right? You're taught to keep all of that to yourself. Mm-hmm. So um, the principle being like you take your problems up, you take the problems to the person that's above you and you put all your positivity into into the... Did somebody ring the doorbell? I don't know. I didn't hear anything. I feel like I heard the doorbell. Oh, great. You want to go check? Let me go check. That's crazy. It's probably the painters. So from that standpoint of like um, when you're in that space, the principle that we were taught is like you take your problems up, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and you put all your positivity into your organization, into your group of people. And so I think the pressure of that, but then it's like, don't come to your, don't come to your superior 
also complaining mm. because now you're complaining. You know what I'm saying? It's like you're you're complaining. You need to believe and you need to make sure that your mindset is always thinking opulently and positively mm-hmm. so that you can get accomplish your goals. And so it puts you in this place where you feel like I can't talk about my reality. Right. If What's it's burning? not yeah. if it's not perfect Mm -hmm. i can't speak on my reality unless it's perfect and i can't be seen to the people that i'm leading as imperfect does that make sense Mm -hmm. and i think that pressure for me over the years it's like you develop this it's kind of like a defense mechanism it's the ego it's all that aspect so now i have up this wall of this person that i am but i'm not you know what I mean? And like, cause I've always said like, it was so refreshing. Like the, the higher up somebody would go, it's like the more you can let your guard down to that person. Yeah. Um, and, but they got to a point where it's like having conversations with people. Like we talked about in that episode, you know, and talking to people about getting jobs and, and you know, I'm, I'm speaking in a hypothetical to somebody while having a job. Right. 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 You know what I'm saying? Like, and publicly, this is the first time, like, if you know, you know, if you don't, you don't, most people don't. Yeah. Most people, Never knew. Unless you're on LinkedIn. <laughs> um, but you know what I'm saying? If you know, you know, if you don't, you don't. And you know, people would look at that as like, oh my gosh, I can't believe or you think, oh mm-hmm. my gosh, I can't believe you've gone back to work. Or mm-hmm. but it's like, how many more people that you are leading would be less or be would stop being uh, how many people, right, mm-hmm. that you are leading would not would get out the fire. Yeah. Instead of letting it burn. Instead of allowing it to burn them. If they knew that the person that they were following was humble enough to do it. Exactly. But it's like you're not supposed to talk about that. And I think that's where the whole thinking and considering and being so caught up in the perception of people comes from what does that look like? And so now I'm trying to find all these fancy names for why people can't reach me in the middle of the day. Oh, yeah, I got this contract. I'm working with this. <laughs> da, da, da. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because there's this level of shame that how could I have gotten so high yeah. and had to come back down so low? Mm-hmm. Well, what or what you consider is yeah, love. Is but consider. it's like, then you go talk to your friends that were never an entrepreneur, that were never doing anything like that. And it's like, yo, you got a ser- serious setup yeah. that I wish I had, but they've been in corporate America for a long time. Yeah. And so you look at your parents, it's like, yo, this corporate America situation you got going on is incredible, but it now puts you at a sense of ease versus when you're like scrambling, trying to make you, you know, trying to pay your bills. Like yeah. I said, for us, thank God that we were so, uh, we were very um, good with our money to where it was like, although the money that was coming in wasn't the same, you were okay. We 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 yeah. still to this day are living yeah. off of that money from yeah. COVID 2020, 2021. It's, it's crazy because a lot of times when, when we're entrepreneurs and you have to go back to work, you feel it as failure. You see it as yes. failure. Yes. And that's really a lot of the shame that comes from it. And, it's really not. It's really it's really redirection. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? You might find new passions or or you might just be like, shoot, this wasn't as bad as I thought. Because, I mean, especially in the remote Man. era, you know what because, I'm saying? They're listen, trying to make niggas go back to work right now. They are. I'm not trying to make people go back to work. Here, but, but I will say, <laughs> like, getting, like you said, redirection, that's exactly what it felt like. Yeah. 
but there was such a sense of like peace like obviously looking for a job is terrible um doing interviews was just so strange because i hadn't had a job for so long and so now you're looking at like yo i'm having to do all this stuff and then you start and you want to be so much and then you go back into the same cycle it's just a different realm Mm -hmm. you want to be perfect you want to do the job right you want to make sure you maintain your positioning, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? And, um, uh, but I mean, obviously I, I talk about the favor of God all the time on here because even the, the job was favor. Yeah. Like it was the setup was so favor. favor. It was remote. It was an incredible pay Yeah, that it, it took just... me a long time as an entrepreneur to even make, you know what I'm saying? Like you got healthcare <laughs> and that boy, that's another thing. Yeah. You know what I'm Niggas saying? Like, you got health care. I mean, obviously, I had health care before, but you didn't. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You were able to get health care through that and all that kind of stuff like that. And um, But the whole setup, like even my schedule was so chill. Yeah, it really was. That it was pretty much being at home as an entrepreneur doing nothing. <laughs> except for when I had to, you know what I'm you saying? What I'm like you talking about work and doing meetings. Sometimes they last five minutes. Yeah, they they don't understand. But like, I'm on a salary to they, be on a call for five minutes. Things work way harder for less. What? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> way harder for understand. way less. And and that goes to show you, though. That goes to show you. Like, you work 10 times harder as an entrepreneur than you ever will as an employee anyway. And, but I, like you said, I and think you, you used the perfect word. <laughs> the perfect word was ego. You're yeah. not humble enough to, to your, will, your ego keeps you in the fire of this is fine. Like, it's burning, but this is fine. And it's like, no, that's not fine. And I I think it also depends on, like, where you are in life. Because for us, I feel like it would be different if we didn't have kids. Yeah, probably so. You feel like you can, I can thug this out. It's not that bad. But when you got other people that are counting on you, like, I'm not about to be in a position where I can't afford groceries or, you know, stuff like that. Or that my kids aren't eating. And, like, no, that's... I'm not ever going to let it get that bad. Right. And I think that was where we really started making those decisions. And it was tough. It was tough because we've talked about on this show, giving up cars, relocating, downsizing, all that kind of stuff like that. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the King of Sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. This is your invitation to a masterclass in engineering and design. Your ticket to go from zero to 60 with the Lexus Performance Line. A feeling this dynamic is invite only. Fortunately, you're invited. Experience the exhilaration of the Lexus Performance Line and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event, now through April 1st. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. But 
it was all in the sense of like Malcolm was always fine with all of these things. By the way, it's yeah, me. I had to convince. Her I to do am all this the stuff. ego. It is me. I had to convince her to do all this stuff, but I mean, it. That's one. That's the importance of partnership, but also like the reason why I brought up the actors is because like what what are they scared to do? Mm-hmm. You know, now as far as pivoting and stuff like that, like. What, what career field are they looking now to probably shift into? Mm-hmm. Because sometimes your situation can help you change your your um, your um industry and what yeah. you do for a living too. And sometimes that happens as well and it's out of your control. A lot of the stuff that, you know, we had to do was out of our control because of what was happening in our industry. Literally. You know what I'm saying? So you, find, you kind of find ways to now start a new career path for yourself. And even though it can be daunting or just fear the unknown or not wanting to get a job sometimes, but knowing you need one, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like some, all, all those things help you to get to another level. And I think that's what kind of what we, what we were trying to use it, all these things for. Yeah, for sure. And I don't know. I mean, the, the job thing, as far as with, with network marketing, I just feel like if people didn't go so hard on it, like on people, you wouldn't feel job, so bad about it. You wouldn't feel so bad about it. Yeah. And I tried to always stay level-headed when it comes to that because I I already know how hard somebody can work 40 hours, you know what I'm saying, and not make enough to feed your family. Right. So I, I never really wanted to disrespect that. Right. But, it, I mean, when you're in Atlanta, <laughs> it's not a real place anyway. <laughs> Atlanta, the utopia of the world. Atlanta's not real, and, they, and it, they make everything think like, okay, being an entrepreneur is just this grand time grand time it's a lot of work and it's completely not it's mm-hmm. com- it's probably the complete opposite of what you think it is yeah and you know as long as we you know people have more you know honest conversations around it i think they can have less anxiety if you needed to go back to work if you needed a career pivot it's real like and i think but i feel like it has to come from people with influence but not in a sense of like it's like you need to go get you a job like mm-hmm. no not in that way like like i've been there i've done that I've, right we ain't telling people nothing we're not telling we the truth <laughs> like no 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 oh, well we we aren't we aren't telling anybody anything that we haven't done or aren't willing to do mm-hmm. but in those moments we're not we're typically not telling the truth mm-hmm. if that makes sense like we're not telling the truth of this is what i'm telling you this because i've done it i'm doing it i'm in it you know what i'm saying um to be able to like i feel like that's the relatability is what one relatability sells <laughs> right but relatability <laughs> makes you a person and i think sometimes as entrepreneurs we can dehumanize ourselves as if i'm in this whole different realm of body of being yeah. just because I'm this entrepreneur and it's like, yo, there are people that are following you that trust your word that much that would go do what it takes because mm-hmm. you said you were willing to do what it takes. Mm-hmm. And um, that was like the perfect redirection for me. You know what I mean? To really be in that space where it was like, yo, I don't necessarily love it, yeah, but I don't hate it. And I've, I've learned so many skill sets from it, expanded my network from it. You know what I mean? And putting yourself one as an entrepreneur too, what happens is these lapses in, in uh, your work history mm. that make it difficult if you did need to go back. Kills and so you. it's it kind of like you resume. get to re I got to reset the clock. 
Yeah. Also, in that sense, it's like there's so many more pros than there are cons. What cons are there besides the fact that you don't want to you don't want to be on nobody else's time? Right. Right. That's the right. biggest con is that I want autonomy in my time. Yeah. But the pros was it was a sweet situation to where I consistently had autonomy over my time. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But it's also like putting yourself in a position mentally to say, okay, but I also now have consistent income. That you, yeah, that you can rely on and you can build a life around now. Now, everything doesn't feel like you have to do it right now. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It doesn't make you lazy. It makes you, um, really, it, it, it makes you move correctly. You know what I'm saying? And I think it could boost your confidence in doing exactly. the new thing. Exactly. Because you have a buffer. You have a buffer. You know, and there's sometimes, like, obviously, I do believe that it has to work or it has to work. But it's like, I need a buffer to make sure that I can believe long enough. You know what I'm saying? That I could stay, I could persevere long enough because I know, or or getting away from the money. You know, this is sometimes the opposite of what people, like, preach. You know what I'm saying? Like, who? It has to work or it has to work. Like, that mentality, it's like, do you have kids? You know what I'm saying? It's, it's, It's that mentality of, you don't really... People don't really talk about like real life. You know what I'm saying? Like, yes, it has to work or it has to work. But what if I have children that depend on me and I, I'm out here not willing to do something about that? You know what I'm saying? Like, there's something to that. Like, we got to change that narrative. Well, can you, you often tell me that I don't understand because I'm not a man. <laughs> oh, Lord. Just in general. What? You say that all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so can you speak to it from that perspective, like um, for women listening who are trying to understand their man, but also just to men, like what does that feel like? Because I know you always often talk about like it's not enough to just be making money or not be making money. You don't understand what it feels like to have to feel like a provider. And if you feel like you're not in that space, what is that? Like you get what I'm saying. Yeah, no, I think it's not even just about, like, because naturally men men feel like a provider, you know what I'm saying, that they're, they're providers, but it's it's more so the fact of how can I continue to have my goals and work hard, but also be there and be present for my family, which is what most men struggle with. It's the idea of, like, I'm not going hard enough, but if I do, I know if I do go hard, I'm going to lose time with them. Mm-hmm. And and that hurts the the marriage that hurts the the relationship with the kids that hurts the household you know what I'm saying so it's that constant battle and struggle of finding that balance between the two of you know can I can I work these amount of hours but if I do that is something going to be missing on the other side of that mm-hmm. or am my kids going to regret me you know what I'm saying resent me is my wife going to resent me is uh you know, am I am I going to miss out on on important important things that happens in a a child's life and toddler's life? You know, their first words and stuff like. that. Am I going to miss these things? And it's this constant um, battle and struggle between, especially men that have goals and have things that they want to accomplish. And that's why a lot of them, you know, try to get those things accomplished before they even settle down. That makes so, sense. So so it's much it's, it's so much more tougher mentally um, when you already are building. And, and building with someone mm-hmm. instead of just building yourself up. No, you know what I'm saying? So that that's that's the idea of it. Yeah. Um, that that it's makes tough. sense. I, I feel like as a wife, it's trying to be sensitive to knowing the pressures that I'll never understand. 
um, and trying to find a way to just simply be what I was created to be, which is a help me, mm-hmm. um, obviously a partner and, um, but being helpful to the situation. Mm-hmm. Um, man. It's real. I mean, and then, you know, you, you tackle on the different professions that people go into. And like I said, my profession, be trying you know, becoming a commodities trading mm-hmm. trader. Lord Jesus, it is a journey. You know what I'm saying? It's a lonely one. Boy. It's a, it's such a lonely journey that you don't get to you you don't get to unload what you're seeing, what you're hearing, what you're feeling and all the other things to other people because they don't really know what you're going through. Right. You know what I'm saying? Everything is solely based upon me. So I got to be that much more self-aware of myself. Mm-hmm. I got to be that much more sar- sharper mentally. Mm-hmm. And any little thing can throw that off too. You know what I'm saying? Anything that happens in your life can throw it off. So let's talk about, <laughs> I mean, I don't know if you want to talk about this, but let's talk what? about that one moment in your journal that I saw, not in his diary or nothing like that, but in your training journal where you talked about um, my layoff and how it affected your yeah. performance. Oh, yeah, we need to talk about that. Yeah. Oh, the facts. Layoff. By the way, also laid off. <laughs> <laughs> also was laid off by corporate America that I spoke so highly of. <laughs> no, right. but the layoff, we talked about it, though. Like, we, we were talking about layoffs being crazy. I was yeah. thinking as, as a household, like, not just people that we're seeing or people that we know of. We are facts. people. Facts. No, we are people. We are people. Um, but what I put my journal, um, so you, I remember, I, I think your journal was up one time and I was looking at like, you know, your trade performance, minding your business, like hell. Okay. And, um, you have put, um, cause obviously as a trader, um, because you said it's a lonely world road and you have to be self-aware, what you do is, um, you write down not only how you performed but mm-hmm. what you were feeling that week yeah or in or that, in that moment, trade in that trade in that moment yeah. right and one of the one of the things that i saw was that you wrote my wife got laid off yeah and so that's what i wanted you to kind of I talk to, about like, I had to, the performance um, and like how did it make you feel or, i had to immediately um write that down because then i had to be self-aware of now how are you feeling mentally like what where's your head set where's your head at and for me at that point when I when I learned that you were laid off, I wanted to like over leverage. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like like so that immediate thought, I had to write it down so I could get that immediate thought out because I could just go and do it. Yeah. You know, I said I could have gone and and just over leveraged my account to try to make whatever we was gonna miss out on. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like and stuff like that could kill could kill my profession. Especially if you're looking at a track record because managing people's money, they want to see a track record. Right. So Anything like that could set you off and say, I've been, you know, been doing well for six months in my track record. That one, that one trade could take me back a whole six months because no one wants to see equity curve go, you know, Mm -hmm. shot to hell. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like what happened here? Right. So it was very important for me to write down, like, what were you going through? What happened with you and how that was going to affect me mentally and could affect my performance in trading. And I, you know, every week I kind of write down, like, what am I feeling? In that moment, am I feeling pressure? Am I feeling like I need to make this amount of money? You know what I'm saying? Anything like that, um, because it's important. So I wrote that down just for that very reason. Did it throw you off my response to my layoff? Um, yes. <laughs> my response was very calm. Was very <clears throat> like, 
I mean, obviously, I cried a little bit. Like I got a whole kid on the way. You know what I mean? Yeah. When you when you lay out the the circumstance of life, and it's like, okay, I got a kid. We have a family, and we have one on the way. What does that look like moving forward? Um, but there was a sense of I think leaving network marketing one, mm-hmm. but also um, this rediscovering self, yeah. right? Uh, rediscovering self, uh, reconnecting with God. Um, and really just being in a, in a sense of alignment and it gave me a sense of peace. I knew it was happening that day before I found out it was happening. Like I knew it was coming. And, you know, at that point, the only feeling that I had was gratitude because of the situation, how long it lasted, um, being in a position where I had already survived four layoffs before me, you know what I mean? Um, and so it was like, there was more gratitude than there was fear and worry. And obviously, like you're looking at, you know, the difference in income now and all the kind of stuff like that. But I'm like, at the end of the day, God knows what he does, what he's doing. He's he's perfect in everything he's done. And he knows everything that happens in our life well before we know. So he knows what's up and he knows how we're going to feel about it. And he knows what he has in line and in in preparation for what's coming. And Mm -hmm. it made me consider like, okay, was this actually in the way, Mm -hmm. you know, of where we need to go? And if you look at today it's like okay well what i have come across the opportunities that i now have or doing what i'm doing now launching what i'm launching obviously i don't want to say vaguely but we're gonna get to that and all that stuff like that does that come if i'm not open and receptive due to the way things happen the way life is set up and the way that things start to shift and change yeah am i receptive i don't think you would be receptive if that hadn't happened you You know know what i'm saying? saying like that that but it's also fine. being, in, but sure. also being at peace with it, not being concerned and worried. Because I remember, like, there were people blowing my phone up too, like, with their worries about the same circumstances and stuff like that. And I'm like, I don't know why. I want to be worried. I feel like I should be. I feel like I should be concerned. I, listen, I was very, very surprised. I would think you were a traitor. You know what I'm saying? Like, cause <laughs> I'm like, she's in too much emotion to a T. Because I'm like, it how gotta she? be the hormones, bro. I'm trying to tell you. <laughs> I'm like, this is crazy. I, I wasn't expecting it, but. I mean, I definitely, I can understand it. Yeah, I mean, I just feel like, you know, here's another thing. Like, at this point in my life, how can I continue to proclaim to be a person of faith and a person that believes God can do anything Mm -hmm. and then be concerned every time? Like, you know, church is something that is emotional sometimes, right? It's something that could pipe you up and you feel great, but can you sustain those feelings and the beliefs and the things that you believe God can do for you when life is doing what life does, which is life. And it's like, I felt like in that moment, one, it felt like a test. I'm like, yo, I can't, I don't, it's only a test you're going through. Right. And in that moment, I literally felt like, yo, how long can you sing these songs and they minister to you so much? And, and you, you have these confessions that you make, even not spiritually, like all the affirmations and I believe this and I'm so happy and grateful now that this, and it's like the minute something you get hit in the face with a rock. It's like all that goes out the water and now you're worried and you're concerned and now you don't believe that everything is possible and anything is possible and that he can come through for me. It's like, nah, now I need to do things on my own. Now I need to figure out what I'm about to do. And it's like you take all control from God. So do you believe or do you not? Right. And I, that's what I started feeling in that moment. Like, do you believe? Do you trust that this is my will? Do you trust that I got this covered? Do you trust that I got a path? 
uh, laid out from this? Do you trust that I've created something to happen from this the same way I gave you this? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like this, that job came out of nowhere too. It came out of nowhere. It was, it was like with perfect a, time. With a seven year work gap. You know what I'm saying? And so it's like with all those things, like I've already shown you what I can do. So don't lose all this just because now you're not comfortable. And typically when we're talking comfort, it's always money. Yeah. It's always money. I was going to ask you like what, I mean, because we, I guess we could, we could talk about this now. It's like what made you open and receptive to becoming an insurance broker? I'm an insurance broker now, y'all. Shout out to Garrison Global Management. <laughs> we are <laughs> protecting your today and <laughs> tomorrow. Uh, don't be surprised if you see a commercial for that in this as well. Um, no, no, I think, I don't know what made me open and receptive. I, I honestly feel like it was just divine from the Lord. I feel like that was the moment because I know plenty of people that have been in insurance for a long time. Yeah. Never was appealing to me. Mm-hmm. And it was a conversation I was having one day and um it was just it just had to be my day mm. it had to be the moment where this is what this is what i want for for you and i remember talking to somebody recently that was just like i had been and y'all know this i've been talking about this all year of trying to figure out what am i supposed to do with my life what yeah. am i supposed to do in this season and i have fell back like mm-hmm. it is my time to be my husband's wife and my <laughs> children's mother and that and that alone and being perfectly fine because that is enough and that was enough for me and I was perfectly content in it and I think one I needed to be content in that I needed to stop searching for something I Mm -hmm. needed to stop being in in pursuit of and putting so much pressure on having to be this person that I'm so used to being Mm -hmm. and taking that break taking that 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 reprieve and just having a moment of freedom um to think to process to be Mm-hmm. and um this was probably this wasn't even i think this was like probably two weeks after the layoff too like it was it didn't take really? long that's crazy i didn't even think about well that. thinking about when i actually started studying for the exam and all this stuff like that yeah like, um that was Ju- july 13th oh wow wow um and i got laid off on what the 30th mm-hmm. so um i just think that was that was what if that's what it is and i kept saying that whatever is meant for me next it's going to feel easy i had been trying to do things for the last uh, almost year mm-hmm. i had been trying to do things trying to build things trying to create things um different companies all these different things that and then getting the job still feeling inadequate because i felt like i should be building something mm. and that was toiling with me for a long time and like I said, I remember when you asked me, like, I got everything covered. Like, mm-hmm. this is your life. Your life is, I have all the bills covered. I have, we have, everything is taken care of. And you have excess money for me to go build whatever you want to build. What do you want to do? Mm-hmm. And when my answer was nothing, I realized this was unnecessary pressure. I had been putting on myself, losing my damn mind, <laughs> trying to figure something out when there was nothing. Right. And so I knew when the thing came, there will be a sense of peace. There will be a sense of ease because there's been so many things that have come. Come your way, yeah. You know what I'm saying? And they always felt like pulling teeth. It Mm. always just felt uncomfortable. I just don't really want to do this, like, at all. (laughs) It it didn't even have to be nothing crazy. It sometimes was literally, I don't want to do this. I don't feel like it. It was that simple. 
Um, and it was just one night in particular. And the thing was, we had already been talking. And with the individual I was talking to, one of my friends, um, they've been in insurance for a short amount of time. And they, you know, when we talk, I always ask, how's business going? How's everything? Um, you know, just to check. Like, yeah, I support you. Yeah. I support you. And I want to know that you're doing well so that I continue to clap. Yeah. <laughs> Literally. And somewhere along the line of this same conversation, we had talked about so much other stuff, marriage, uh, relationships, business, all kinds of stuff. Somehow it circles back to this conversation around insurance. Mm -hmm. And I'm like listening and, and I've never had questions. Mm. I've never elaborate asked to elaborate on anything. And I don't know what it was about that night. And he, you were sitting there. Yeah, I can hear. I the can phone hear was on speaker. He was sitting there and he was looking at me like everything that you're listening to right now is everything that you've been looking for. And it fits you, not only just you today, but what's about to take place in your life. Yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Because obviously we're considering new businesses or considering new ventures. It's like I'm literally about to have a baby. Yeah. Does it make sense for me to be out here trying to give you my offer and da 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 da? when I might not be able to continue this on come a couple weeks from now. Right. Oh, I don't know if by the time y'all see this, I'll be the hat baby, but <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, is that maintainable? Yeah. And so it was even that aspect of it where it was, it just was, it was like, it was merging perfectly. The perfect collision was happening on that call. And you were looking at me and I'm like, cause in my mind, part of me was still like, nah. And, yeah. You were looking at me like, babe, this is everything that you like. This is you. Yeah, I was That's like, all you said. this makes sense. This is you and this makes sense. And so I got off that phone call and I was like, never, ever considered this. Never thought about it. And I said, yo, what I got to do to start was the move. Mm -hmm. and literally i started studying the next day it took me about three and a half weeks because pregnancy brain is hard to study mm -hmm. took me about three and a half weeks to um take the exam i passed it on the first go like i just think everything about it was it wasn't easy to study no but it was simple um you know a lot of people that i talked to have, that have been in the insurance industry or uh, at some point or still are they're like yo it took me so and so times to pass this test and i literally passed it on the first go yeah. um and then i got licensed probably about a week later and now we're up and running as a full-fledged life and health insurance brokerage and it's just the situation has been so ideal and I, I couldn't paint it better. Yeah, th that's why that's why we had a conversation of of career, you know, directions or redirections or, or pivots because you just don't know what life will take you to. You know what you I'm don't. saying? And you never know what life is preparing for you to do. I think I guess this is my life lesson. You know what I'm saying? Like you you don't know what life is preparing for you to do. Right. Um. Maybe things in your twenties that you were doing is preparing you for what you may be doing differently yeah. or the same in your 30s and you know and, and allowing you to kind of build a new foundation um but it is it is dope to see in real time you know what i'm saying we talk about right. this in real time we are but so many people probably are are, are thinking the same thing or going through the same thing like mm -hmm. yo what what am i to do with my life going forward and, you know what career path am i looking to set for myself but it could be right there in your past, you know, it, it could be all the skill sets that you've, you've acquired. I've been preparing you, know you for such a time as this. Preparing you for such a time uh, to make that leap or take that leap of faith and, and do what you may never knew you was going to do. Ever. Which is crazy. So, And don't get me wrong. I literally was talking to Malcolm as we're launching, as I now am contracted and getting everything ready to go. And I'm like, yo, 
I'm scared. I don't want to tell anybody. <laughs> I don't want to be on social media with it. I don't want people to see that I'm now doing something different. Mm-hmm. I don't. And, and that's what I've been unpacking and exploring. It's like, is it people? Is it specific people? Is there a reason? Mm-hmm. And most of it boils down to back to what I said at the beginning of this episode is perception and what you think people will be thinking. And at the end of the day, People don't give a damn. People don't care, man. People do not care about you as much as you think they do. <laughs> I've said it time and time again, but I have to now live by my own word and, you know, let it be what it's going to be. So, um, if you would dope. like a, if you would like a free insurance quote, I will be glad to give you a free life insurance quote as well as healthcare seasons coming. Yeah, definitely. Um, or may have come. I need you. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> may have come. Yes. She, she uh, for those of right, you need to know, yes, Medicare season for the seniors in your life. Um, annual enrollment is coming up next month. And then for those of you who are looking for the Affordable Care Act and health insurance as well, uh, especially if you've been recently laid off or you are part of this uh, strike, strike land. Listen, I will have affordable cares act plans that i can write you get you a quote for as well starting november november 1st open enrollment starts so um yeah i would say my life lesson is y'all just be open and receptive because you just don't know what god has for you um you don't know what he's trying to put in your lap or right in front of your face that you're ignoring because it's not what you think you'd ever be doing or should be doing or want to do Mm -hmm. um but just be be open and and get yourself in alignment so that when the time comes you know you feel it and everything makes sense um, but yeah, yeah this is another back. one. Welcome, oh yeah, welcome back yeah, to your is, is favorite pod. <laughs> I think is it season five. four or five? I don't know. We did four already. Five. Welcome back to the So Let's Talk About a Podcast. I am your co-host Brittany, and I'm Malcolm. And you can follow me at Brittany Tanel. And you can find me at Malcolm underscore two underscores Garrison. And you can follow the show at So Let's Talk About a Pod on all platforms. Make sure that you like, share, subscribe. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, don't forget to follow the show, rate, and review so we can continue to get our message out. If you're watching this on YouTube and you made it this far, don't forget to like this (laughs) so the YouTube algorithm goes forth and shares this with as many people as possible because you like it. So we'll see you guys on the next episode. Peace. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. This is your invitation to a masterclass in engineering and design. Your ticket to go from zero to 60 with the Lexus Performance Line. A feeling this dynamic is invite only. Fortunately, you're invited. Experience the exhilaration of the Lexus Performance Line and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event, now through April 1st. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer.